Hello and welcome to Sunny Days Podcast, the podcast for folks to start living their grooviest, most magical lives. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch, a professional psychic, healer, speaker, and coach. I use my degree in biochemistry, experience as a mental health provider, and spiritual gifts to align your subconscious programming with your conscious desires, guiding you into your dream reality. Here, you will receive practical guidance, insight, and stories that you can apply to create your happiest, most fulfilling life today. If you're ready to feel lit up, capable, and inspired, I invite you to join me on this sunny day. and welcome to the Sunny Days Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch. I am a psychic healer and coach. I offer a variety of psychic readings and healings, one-on-one coaching programs, and of course, groovy products. And I am here today with Mother Mystic. Hi. So me and Mother Mystic met at a witchy business mastermind group. Uh, it was so amazing. Shout out to Captolia. Um, but I was drawn to Mother Mystic right away. And now we are still Instagram friends to this day. So I'll let Mother introduce herself to you all. Hi, I'm Mother Mystic, the sensual sorceress. I am an intuitive reader who also uses the power of scent to create potions and mists. Yes, I love that. I actually have um, one of Mother Mystic's products. It's the Purpose Potion, which is my like signature scent. So she will do a reading for you because she also does services. Um, so she'll give you a reading and go into what do you need? Um, what kind of magic do you need? What kind of sense and properties of the sense will bring that um, about for you and support you? Um, so I love mine. Um, and I, I named mine. I don't know if other people tend to name theirs, but I, I'm just so into it and I, I love using it. I love that. And yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people do name their purpose potion. And mm -hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, it just it gives it an extra like personal feeling to it, you know? Yeah, I love it. I love that idea um, of cultivating personal sense. I thought that was awesome. But first, I do want to ask you, um, you already mentioned how you are a sensual sorceress. And I feel like we have to hear more about, you know, what that is, what that is to you, um, what you what you do with that. So what is sensual sorcery? And how are you a sensual sorceress? Gotcha. So sensual sorcery is a term that I coined mm -hmm. to describe the practice of using scent um, in a magical or spiritual context. Mm -hmm. And what makes me a sensual sorceress is the fact that I practice that. So what I do is a lot of the time I can smell something. So mm -hmm. when people say, uh, you know, the Claire's or whatever, yeah. I, I am able to pick up scent. So wow. like in your purpose potion mm -hmm. during your reading, you may have heard me say like, I can already smell what this smells like for you. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm like tapping into the energy of your future self or your divine self or that next version of yourself and I'm like what does that person smell like and that's mm -hmm. how I'm able to make that or create that scent mm -hmm. that's so powerful and it's so unique like you said with the clairs I feel like a lot of the other senses are the ones that are focused on and you never mm -hmm. you never hear about that but scent 
is so powerful how, um, you know, we've all smelt something and all of a sudden we're like taken back to right. a time in our lives. Um, and people I've heard will even have specific scents like for their wedding day. And then they only right. wear it on special occasions to bring them back to that moment. And I feel mm-hmm. like scent is just so overlooked. So I love yeah. how you are tapping into the power of it. Yeah, I like to think um, that it is one of the most powerful Mm -hmm. uh, senses, but like you said, it does get looked over and I think it just gets looked over because we use it so often that we Mm -hmm. don't know that we're tapping into that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah, I, um, it's so interesting. I have had one moment in my life where I felt that clairvoyancy um, or that Claire with my scent and it was like, Mm -hmm. I could smell the the person there even though they weren't mm-hmm. and I just felt very connected to them in that moment um so I love how that is something that you use in your practice yeah mm-hmm. yeah I absolutely love it I started working with scent like heavily like in 20 maybe 2020 mm-hmm. um but I didn't start like seeing the power in it Mm. until around last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. Like my purpose potion, um, I was telling you how it was going through like these layers Mm -hmm. and the layers reflected the, the reading, but how I would put it on and it felt like it was giving me a very specific, um, support or very specific intention. And then later on, when I would put it on, it would change. It would be something else that it was giving me. And even, um, I didn't even share this with you yet, but even the way that the scent comes up is different sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll smell it and it's much lighter. And then other times when I really like need it, I smell it and it's so, it's so potent and like, it really just like gives it to me. So it's very interesting. It really is like working with me and what I need. Right. I like to think that it transforms with us. It evolves Mm -hmm. with us, especially when you have something that is made tailored to you. Mm -hmm. I think that the magic of it all is that it's able to pick up on what you need in that moment. Yeah. It delivers that for you. It really does. I, I mean, your, your magic put into it. Um, it's, you know, it's a vessel for your magic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So something that I first noticed about you when we met, um, like I mentioned in Captolia's Witchfluencer group, is this visual and energetic presence of a dark, mysterious, powerful energy that is simultaneously presented with very soft, kind, gentle, loving energy. And I feel like you don't find that in union a lot. Um, And they often get mistaken as very different energies. So my question is, how do you feel like these energies are in relation to each other? And how can one maybe start to embody them together? I like to think that they aren't as far from each other as we like to think. Mm. I think that you can be mysterious and loving at the same time. I think that when people think of a mysterious woman, they automatically go to like femme fatale vibes. And Mm -hmm. that can be true, but you can also be nurturing with that. And I like to think that the merging of 
the spectrums are is like where the magic happens just like yeah. with spirituality and sexuality mm -hmm. the merging of that is where the magic happens in mm -hmm. my opinion or mm -hmm. when you take two things that are supposed to be far from each other and you can allow them to like intertwine and dance together mm -hmm. that is pure magic I so love that taking um being able to express myself in this way and mm -hmm. make it my work and my purpose has allowed me to show other people that they can do that as well. Like you mm -hmm. can be silly and, and loving at the same time. You can, you can be all parts of yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't make you weird or mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can hold it all. And like you said, that's where the magic happens to not uh, think that you have to like shut out, you know, certain parts in order to have others, you know, like they're right. mutually exclusive. Um, and I'm so big on like parts work, which is, you know, working with all parts of you. And I feel mm -hmm. the same way with what you said about the merging of the two is the power. Like that's how I am with like spirituality and like your humanness, you yes, know, it's not yeah. about like, oh, just shut off your fear, you know, have no yes. fear, have no ego it's like no like having the two be together and like work together and be friends is like the most magical experience absolutely I think I struggled when I first got into spirituality or mm -hmm. getting into my spiritual journey with like okay I know that I am super sensual I know that I love to feel very um I like to feel things and just yeah. romanticize everything mm -hmm. and due to what I was seeing on social media and due to like certain mentors, I thought I would have to completely cut that part out mm -hmm. and just be on this straight and narrow path of spirituality and enlightenment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I began to see that I can do both. That is where I am now. And that's what you see, like that embodiment yeah. of both. Mm -hmm. so. That makes so much sense too, because like a lot of just like the energy that you bring, I feel like, and give to people is so like pleasurable, you know, mm. and that's, so that's always looked as such like a human, right. uh, a human expression. But like you said, that merging of the using your like human senses and enjoyment right. to connect to the spiritual magic of it is, right. is where it's at. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's about being present in those moments too. Like you can't embrace all of your senses without being present mm -hmm. and I think that even with my potions or the sense that I make they force you to be present in that yeah. moment because you have to take a moment and say this smells good or this mm -hmm. is making me feel this way yeah. so again like you said that human experience within mm -hmm. the spiritual realm is mm -hmm. is needed mm-hmm you know, what's so interesting that just came to me that I never mentioned to you. And I just feel like makes so much sense with the work that you do. But um, what I say, like helped my anxiety um, so much when I was first, I mean, I've always been anxious. I have generalized anxiety disorder, but it used to be like ruling my life. Right. And the mm -hmm. thing that really helped the tool that really helped shift that for me was scent. Actually, mm. I carried around lavender like essential oil with me. And anytime I was anxious, I would smell it. And like you said, the presentness is what reminded me. And I had to just be present smelling it. And then of course I would, you know, there's things that I would do to help work with myself. It wasn't just like a cure, but right. it is the thing that brought me present. And it's the thing that 
doing that over and over again when I needed to to support me it then got to the point where I could just calm myself down and yeah Mm -hmm. I uh, all thanks to sense honestly right right (laughs) I love that and I love the fact that you said like after a while you Mm -hmm. somewhat like programmed your mind to Mm -hmm. somewhat smell that scent without yes. even being there. Yes, exactly. I would, I would be able to smell it without having to do it. Um, and it was amazing. And it took me, um, you know, doing it in times where maybe I would feel like embarrassed or things like that. Right. I knew that I just had to take that out and start and start smelling it no matter who right. I was around or, um, you know, where I was. And then, yeah, I got to that point where my mind would smell it and calm myself down. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. See the power of scent. Yeah, don't sleep on it. (laughs) (laughs) So as someone in your sphere who has totally been inspired by you, I feel like we, our energy goes together so well and it's so fun and it's so magical. And we're also um, very different in a lot of ways as well. So something that I've experienced from you and your products, if I was to sum it up in one word, I would say it's empowerment. Um, You are so empowering. Your presence is empowering. You empower me. Uh, And I'm just curious if you were to put what you give to people in one word, um, what would your one word be? Well, you took empowerment. (laughs) But that is that that definitely speaks to like my work. However, Mm. I think also transformation. Mm. I think I'm really big on like showing people that (laughs) there are many transformations that we'll go through in our life. And if you can just honor it instead of shying away from it Mm. um, and allowing yourself to feel empowered through these transformations, the magic it's just pure magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that a lot of people say that my products and the work that I do makes them feel empowered. Mm-hmm. And usually what comes after that empowerment is a transformation. Mm-hmm. So I think the two go hand in hand. So you picked a really good word. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. And I I love how they go hand in hand, you know, like that empowerment um, can really empower you to follow through with the transformation Mm -hmm. and I've been feeling that lately someone said to me I was getting like a healing done and um I was scared about like the transformation that I was going through that I wanted but fear was coming up and they were saying that you will be ready because you will be changed right oh I love that yes and I, I like that's so true and the change I feel like has to do with that empowerment like you are a more empowered version of yourself when you go through this transformation so you don't have to be as afraid of it because you are getting that empowerment coming through you when you're working on that empowerment and then as that becomes you then the transformation happens you know you're not going into it as you are maybe right now in this second you're going to be a more empowered version as you go through it Right. And that speaks so much to like, I know it's super cliche to say, but trusting the process, Mm -hmm. like allowing yourself to flow within these transformations. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you'll be ready because you'll be changed. You aren't going into it, like you said, as the same person. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing to really be fearful of when you know that 
these things are about to happen. These shifts can scare, can scare you, Mm -hmm. but it's like realizing I can handle it. Mm -hmm. I may not be ready, but I'm well-equipped. Yes. I love the, I'm, I'm well-equipped and that it wouldn't be happening if you were, and just allowing it to take you and bring you through that process. You know, it's, it's doing all it needs to do for, for it to happen. You know, it's giving you everything that you need to focus on everything that you need to be experiencing. Like you're being, you're being given all that. You're just being asked to, to go with it, (laughs) you know, to live it and to do it and to, and to go with it, to work with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to know, um, how you went from first discovering your magic and just being a magical being because your potions are such spell work, right? Um, Mm -hmm. How you first tapped into your magic and what that was like, what that looked like, and then go into how did that evolve, um, that process evolve from when you first started to now when you go in to make you know, like a new scent, like when you make Vixen, right? Or Venom, how has that all evolved? I want to say that I always believed that I was like magical. Mm-hmm. And I'm so blessed to have had a mother who allowed me to believe that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you think you're magical? You're magical. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't until I like got in my early 20s that mm-hmm. I really sat with the idea of like, okay, if I believe this, if I have this belief about myself, why am I not tapping into it? Mm -hmm. Like, it's one thing to say that like, oh, I'm magical, but it's Mm -hmm. another thing to actually put it out into the world, put your magic Mm -hmm. out into the world. Um, It wasn't until after I had my child that I was like, I just felt like a huge calling to just Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't feel right keeping it all in. Like mm-hmm. it has to, it has to get out. Yeah. So that's when like I began to do spell work for myself. Mm-hmm. And it all started with just like spiritual baths, just making my own little concoctions mm-hmm. and getting in the bathtub and like really sitting. And I'll never forget that point in time in my life where I I had never felt that powerful. Mm. um being super intentional like it's so hard to articulate the feelings that I was feeling back then but that is what like propelled me into who I am now yeah Um, just like being able to sit in my power if that makes Mm. sense like those spiritual baths literally yes Mm -hmm. literally and like feeling like just feeling whole yeah. Just feel like super whole at those mm-hmm. moments. And um, now what it looks like to create is harnessing all of the power, everything that I've been through, everything, all the trial and error. It's just mm-hmm. like listening to my intuition as well, listening yeah. to my gut, knowing that I feel like there's no right or wrong way to, mm-hmm. to do the magic. If it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but just... I'm sorry if I'm not answering the question, but (laughs) no, I love it. I love the picture you're painting. Just now what it looks like is tapping into different, I guess, energies or archetypes Mm -hmm. of each Mm -hmm. thing. So like you mentioned Vixen, when I was creating Vixen, it wasn't really about 
anyone else. It was really about making something that made me feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with Venom, it was about making something that once you feel empowered, get ready because some people aren't going to like seeing Mm -hmm. you as this new version. Yeah. So just tapping into different energies for each scent that I create now. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love how it started. It's like you said, always having that belief and mm-hmm. I love I love your mom for that that's right? that's so beautiful um that always having that belief and then when you were there in like your like ritual bath and it was mm-hmm. just all conjuring up you know all that right. you already knew but just having that like be super real I feel like yes. the way you're saying it, I just pictured it like all coming up and like around you and you're like oh my god this is like a real thing that is in yes. me surrounding me mm-hmm. exactly that exactly yeah. that. it was like that moment of feeling like you said it just overflowing and just filling the room with it it's always mm-hmm. something that I felt inside yeah. but that was my first time ever feeling it surround me if that makes wow. sense oh yeah oh yeah I've had I've had those those moments those big moments where it just comes to this point where it's all so real and you just feel so um, so, so empowered, you know, and mm-hmm. things that you knew, um, it's, there's a difference between like knowing it and understanding it and then having it be like a real, like, this is, right. this is real life, you know? <laughs> right. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I, um, I want to ask you because you were talking about, um, being, being intuitively led, um, with everything in your business. So, do you have anything to speak on as far as your experience from the business side? How has that been? Have you had to work with the more logical side of the business? Have you learned to just throw that to the side and be intuitive? Like where, where are you at with that? And where have you come from with that? As someone with just a whole bunch of air and water Mm -hmm. in their chart, Um, I always tell people like, I am no structure, all vibes, Mm -hmm. um, no structure, all vibes. vibes. I'm going to use that. (laughs) (laughs) But what I had to learn in business is that, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately too, Mm -hmm. is there has to be some sort of structure Mm -hmm. like to everything, um, as free flowing as I am when I'm too free, Mm -hmm. things don't go as well as I'd like them to. So what I've had to learn is to allow my intuition to lead me, Mm -hmm. but to also tap into being strategic a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, planning ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I think I haven't had anyone to like speak to a lot of what I'm doing and my business is just trial and error. I don't mm-hmm. have anyone in my family that is doing what I'm doing or has mm-hmm. done what I'm done. Not that I know of. Um, so a lot of things are just trial and error. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to business, yeah, I do allow my intuition to lead me, but I've realized within the last year that Things go so much more smoothly when I am planning ahead a little bit. Yeah. Being a little bit more strategic, having a strategy, not just doing things just when I feel like it, but Mm -hmm. dedicating time to business. Mm -hmm. It sounds kind of like intuition is the leader, but structure can be like a support system. 
you know, like it's leading you and you're like, okay, in order to follow this and go in this direction, uh, let me put some plans and some structure in place to, to carry this out. Absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. so needed. Um, when I first started my business, I was just doing it on a whim. I didn't even know that I could have a business doing what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't a reality in the realm that I was in at that time. Mm -hmm. So being able to start a business on a whim and then it being somewhat successful was like a huge shock to me. I didn't even have time to really strategize. It was just like, oh, people are asking for stuff. I need to make it. Yeah. (laughs) So now I'm in a softer space Mm -hmm. with my business where I'm like, what do I want to do now? Now Mm -hmm. that I've got some time up under my belt and I know what I'm doing for the most part, Mm -hmm. I'm able to sit with myself and say, okay, what do I want to do next? What is, what should I do next? Next or ask my ancestors, like guide me on Mm -hmm. what should happen next. Oh, I'm so excited to, to see where that takes you. Yeah, There's a lot coming up. So, Mm -hmm. oh, I bet. I bet. I'm, oh my God. I'm so excited. But yeah, I feel, um, very similarly, like my business journey, I feel like at first I was, oh my God, I was going to say, I felt like I was like floating in the wind. And then my mom was like, I was a plastic bag floating through the wind, right. <laughs> like the Katy Perry song, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it was. Like I had quit my job because I absolutely needed to, it just felt like I had no other option. And at the time I was like writing a poetry book. So then I was like, okay, I guess my focus will be this book. And then I will sell this book. And mm-hmm. then that's like what my business was. And then I was like, well, maybe I should make some shirts from the art that I drew in the book. And then it just kind of like right. turned into, I was doing tarot readings and stuff on the side. And I had been for a long time. And then I was like, well, maybe I should say that I do readings, you know, with right. in this poetry business. Um, it's so interesting. But yeah, so just wherever the wind would take me. Um, and then more recently, it has been kind of more what you're describing where it's like, okay, I now get, you know, I get to do what I do and do what I love and let's really build this up, you know, and the building has caused me to be more um, structurally sound uh, and looking into that planning and everything like that. Um, And then also it's like, well, what do I want to do? I kind of just drifted into you know, the poetry, but I was just like drifting around and it's like, okay, well, what do I actually want to be doing? Um, But it's so interesting. I've thought of like how a lot of people do business where um, you'll see people who are like their business people. And like what they do is they know how to run a business and they will make a business and they will start it up and it'll be successful. And then they'll make another one. And the other one is about something else. And like people can be so like businessy and just do that and like it doesn't matter what the business is they're just good at business right yeah and I felt like I was kind of like the opposite which is fine it's just yeah it's just like a interesting direction compared to most where I was like oh I'm just following my heart and doing this and then as it went on I was like I should really figure out some business stuff right (laughs) I'm like I understand the importance of the business learning now. I actually don't know what it, <laughs> what right. it is. No, that speaks to me so deeply because mm-hmm. 
I think that having like a soul led business or like mm-hmm. a heart led be- business or like a passion project turned business mm-hmm. is so much different than saying, I'm going to start a business and this is yes. what it's going to be. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to have that space of like, well, I've kind of just got to let it drift. I kind of just got to mm-hmm. go with the flow because I don't know exactly what I want my business to be. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, allowing it to evolve into mm-hmm. like, first it was the poetry book. And then mm-hmm. I did the same thing with like just bath bombs. Mm-hmm. I was only making bath bombs. And eventually, like I started reading for others and then the scents came along mm-hmm. and then now the mist, but like, if I would have stuck to, this is the one thing that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. like, we would have missed out on so much magic. Just like yeah. if you would have just stuck with the, I'm just going to drop a poetry book and this <laughs> is it. Like we would have not been able to experience all the magic that you put out into the world. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's like a du- double-edged sword, I mm-hmm. guess. Like when it's soul-led, mm-hmm. it, it leaves room for more growth yeah. versus saying, this is the business and this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, I'll put this out there for anyone who is interested in like entrepreneurship and or has like a passion that they're wanting to get into, or maybe are just starting off like that journey. I think it would be helpful to have that awareness that they are kind of different and they can totally mm-hmm. overlap. Like we were saying in the soul led, like now we're learning more, like, okay, let's learn some more business stuff to like help right. this grow. Um, but not like directly comparing yourself to like, the businessy people that you're coming at it from different kind of origin points right. and from different angles. And eventually I think it'd be really great to meet in the middle, like this business, businessy quote unquote businessy people. I hope that they end up with their also like passion project business right. as well. And not just like, Oh, what has the best market? You know, right. I'm going to make a business off that. I would love for it to all like me in the middle either way, but I think it would have been helpful. So it may be helpful for anyone listening to just have awareness that these are kind of different, um, different ways of going about things and having the awareness of kind of where you're, you're coming from with it. Yeah. I wish I would have thought about that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a thought. Like, uh, I just used to not envy, but admire people Mm -hmm. who were so like business savvy and just did it even within like the spiritual business or witchy Mm -hmm. business realm. It like, like you said, you see certain people and you're like, they're really killing it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I just wish I would have thought about that earlier. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to compare myself to those people and Mm -hmm. everyone's path is different. Yeah. Yeah. My pendulum would swing back and forth between like, oh my gosh, I need to do everything that they're doing, you know, in order to earn the money and make this successful, it would swing from there to all the way to, oh no, this is soul led. I don't need any of that. I'm just going to intuitively do everything and it's all just going to fall in my lap. And that's why I'm saying, I feel like the real magic, kind of what we were saying before is bringing two things that seem opposite and like having them work together, the real magic is right. like, yes, it's soul and everything. And like, yes, please learn from the business people. You don't have to do everything they're doing, but those are tools that right. really help your business thrive. It's like, you know, feeding and supporting your baby to right. have those tools and implement things and um, actually, you know, prioritize and look at things like, you know, marketing or, you know, right. whatever, whatever that is. 
Right. Yeah. Beautifully said way that you mentioned, like the taking the two ends of the spectrum and Mm -hmm. putting them, you know, letting them merge together. Again, see what happens when you take two opposites Mm -hmm. and allow Mm -hmm. them to to dance together. That's where the magic happens. I love it. I love how that's turning into like the moral of the story here (laughs) for all facets of life. (laughs) Okay. So mother, something that I am really big on um, in in my sphere, in my Instagram, in this podcast, my one of my like missions is really helping people see a life for themselves that is outside of the box, um, Mm -hmm. yet completely possible, right? Because I feel like there is such a small box that we are expected to be in. um, And so many of us dream of something that is outside of that. And a lot of times I hear people be like, but I, I've never seen anyone else that does that, or I've never seen anyone else that does that successfully. Right. Mm. And there's all these, um, evidence of people who do the thing in the box and it's like, well, look at them. I mean, they're fine, you know, and they, they have a house or they have the thing and it's like, okay, well, I guess the box is what gets me there. Um, so I just really want as many, like, Uh, stories of people who go out and live the life that is just so authentic to them and have it work, you know, and show people that it works. So is there anything that you would like to share about your experience from transitioning from a more like typical or expected life into the one you're living, which is this magical life, um, living it differently than a lot of people. And it's one that I see fills your cup emotionally, um, but also financially as well. So quick little story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my child in 2016. Mm-hmm. I was engaged. I like everything appeared very well, mm-hmm. but I knew that I did not want to, or I could not live a fulfilling life as a traditional like stay at home mom and do nothing. Yeah. Um. So when I decided to leave my fiance at the time and like move to a completely different state, everyone thought I was crazy, mm-hmm. but I knew that I had to do it. I knew that I absolutely had to chase the magic. Like yeah. I knew that I had to break free of that tradition, that traditional mm-hmm. mindset of like, this is what's working. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really wrong with it, but Mm -hmm. do you feel fulfilled? Yeah. And that's what kept coming up for me. I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I moved to a completely different state. It was chaotic. It was hard, but I had to trust the process. Mm -hmm. And while trusting the process, I got to see how powerful I really am because Mm -hmm. I was manifesting everything that like I had dreamed of or even things that I never dreamed of but things started happening that I was like I didn't even know I wanted this but this feels amazing yes Mm -hmm. so I was just getting to experience so much pleasure and so much magic and again seeing how powerful I was and being able to um show other people how powerful they were in the midst of that was just amazing so what I'd like to share with people is like, sometimes you have to do what's going to make you look crazy mm-hmm. and not care about being perceived. 
And just sometimes you have to follow your heart. Not sometimes, you should always follow your heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I if I would have stayed, um, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's not to say that my partner at the time was like, there was anything wrong with them or anything like that. Like we, there wasn't anything that like, there wasn't anything bad per se mm-hmm. that that triggered it. It was just like, I'm not fulfilled here. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to say to yourself. Sometimes that's a hard realization of like, sometimes there's guilt because Mm -hmm. like, why am I not fulfilled when I'm living what seems to be like a good life? Like Mm -hmm. I just had a child. I get to stay home with them all day. I don't have to worry about bills. I don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about any of these things to leave all of that, to say, I'm going to do all of this by myself. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe it was, but that crazy chaos led me to the most magical life that I could eat. Like I shock myself sometimes Mm -hmm. um, for how good life feels because it's never felt this damn good. Yes. So I just want to share that with people that like sometimes doing what isn't traditional is what brings the magic to Mm -hmm. you and you'll get to experience things that you never thought you'd be able to experience and things that you never even thought of experiencing but makes you feel so whole Mm -hmm. oh I love that (laughs) I love that story I love how you know if you aren't feeling the magic right now the magic is somewhere it's out there. Oh, it's, I love it's, that. Yes. It's like, come, come over here. You know, right. like if you're not feeling it, it doesn't want to, it's, it's not going to be there in a place where there's so much more for you. It's going to mm-hmm. be beckoning you over there. And I love your story because it reminds me a lot of my own and that like the thing that was my big, like brave, I'm, you know, leaving this for the magical life thing um, was very similar in that there was nothing like wrong with it or bad with it. If anything, it was like great on paper and everything like that. And a lot of times um, people are at that point and it's like awful, you know, it's like awful and you know, they, they should leave and it still takes strength and everything to leave. And I, I, it's the same path that I definitely recommend, but it's, it's a different layer when I come across people like my own story and like yours, where it's like, well, there's nothing wrong with it though. Right. Yeah. Like my, the job that I left was at the time, um, or, you know, when I started out, it was my dream job. Mm. Um, and I loved all my coworkers. My bosses were absolutely wonderful. Um, and just everything was like really great about it. Right. Um, but I was just so, unfulfilled and um at first when I started obviously I was very fulfilled but then it got to some point where I wasn't fulfilled and it kept going on and the unfulfillment just turned more and more like sour in my body Mm -hmm. and that magic like you said was out there like beckoning me to leave and it made no sense it made no sense to leave. I I couldn't even tell you like right. the complaint that I had with the job, <laughs> you right. know, it's not like, and I was leaving it similar to you. I was leaving it for something that was harder. 
you know, like, yeah, it was like, why would you, this job provides for you and it's also wonderful and you have great coworkers and you have a great boss and it's what you love to do. Why would you leave it for complete uncertainty, not knowing what you're doing? (laughs) That part, like (laughs) nobody could understand. It's like, like you said, leaving stability Mm -hmm. for uncertainty, something that doesn't even exist yet. Yes. Like when you're telling people you're leaving and they're like, why and all you can say is I just have to yes you sound crazy Mm -hmm. you sound crazy yeah but you have to do it if Mm -hmm. I would have stayed and mind you like when I say everything was somewhat perfect like on paper it was perfect Mm -hmm. like my my son had his grandparents they didn't mind watching him whenever Mm -hmm. like I needed someone to watch him like it was it was perfect yeah on paper I just was not fulfilled there. And again, that guilt kept creeping in of like, why aren't you fulfilled? Like there are people that would pray to be a a mother that gets to stay home with their child Mm -hmm. all day, doesn't worry about a single thing. When I say Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about anything, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about anything. Everything was taken care of. And like you said, leaving that to do something harder, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense but it's soul led. Like my yeah. soul was like, listen to your soul's compass and just mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I had to, I had yeah. to, I had to, that's what I say too. I'm like, I had to, you know, people talk about how brave it was and I appreciate that. And I, I do understand that at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that don't take that step and then end up yeah. having a really hard, miserable life. So I do understand that there is that choice, but it really felt like I had to, because right. to, to me in my body, I wasn't going to choose something that, like I said, that unfulfillment just kept turning more sour and sour and turned into like misery. And like, I was not going to choose that for myself. So it really felt like I had to. And like, I want everyone to know, I love how you brought this up because I feel like it doesn't get talked a lot about, uh, talked about a lot is that at the time it was so uncertain to us. It's Mm -hmm. not like we left these things picturing this magical life in its details. I mean, like I'm leaving this because there is this really great, I'm leaving this because I'm going to be Alex the Good Witch and I'm going to be a tarot reader and and it's going to be wonderful and beautiful. And, you know, Mother Mystic's leaving this and she's going to end up being a sensual sorceress and successful. There wasn't that like clear vision of what we were leaving it for. The magic wasn't wasn't, like to fruition. It was just like pulling us to we had no, we had no freaking idea. <laughs> no idea at all. I wasn't leaving that to start a business. Mm-hmm, exactly. I wasn't leaving that to, to be free so that I could do something else. I was leaving mm-hmm. because I was called to leave. Mm-hmm. Like I was pulled, like I was yes. urged. And like you said, it turned into misery. It turned me like mean. Mm-hmm. Like I became so upset at everything Mm -hmm. because I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live yeah and it was spewing out into everything else in my life because I hated where I was at Mm -hmm. and again that guilt was like why are you being so hateful why aren't you being Mm -hmm. grateful yeah why aren't you so why aren't you happy you have everything you need but Mm -hmm. if you don't feel it in your heart you're not going to be able to stay in that space yeah. happily. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I could have made it work. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed, but 
I'd be miserable yeah. and mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. nothing is as hard as that. Like I know right. that on paper, we both gave that easier thing up for something harder, but like nothing is as hard as like being somewhere where like, you just feel like you're not supposed to be there right. and you're like making yourself be there and making yourself try to be happy with it. And like you said, the guilt. And then like, now you're, you're being mean. And like, for me, I was getting like, so depressed. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't connect to anyone. It was just like this severe right. depression. And it's like, that's hard. That's way harder. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. I was not pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. Like I, like you said, fell into a depression. I would stay away from like everyone. I just didn't want to be in that space anymore. And it had nothing to do with everyone else. It had everything to do with myself. And once I realized like I couldn't blame it on anyone else, but myself, Mm -hmm. like you're choosing to stay here when you know you don't want to be here. Like, Mm -hmm. no, they didn't piss you off because they did this. You're pissed because you're just in a pissy ass mood because you don't Mm want to be here anymore. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. realization, taking that accountability and being like, okay, now what am I going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Now that I know that it's not them and it's me, what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. There was no other choice to make, but to leave. Yeah. I could have stayed, but I would have been miserable. Mm there would be no magic. Yeah, there would be no magic. And we've, you know, we see people like that, you know, that chose the other way, you know, and you see how hard it is on them and like what a hard time they're, they're having. And it gets, it, I believe it gets harder and harder as you let that go on. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like you get more and more used to what I would call like, you know, everything turning sour, that like yeah. sour feeling that, um, that disdain towards the world and disdain yeah. towards everyone in your life. Um, there's this book called the alchemist. It's like a very popular yeah. book. And mm-hmm. there was this part of it that I love that I always remember where it's talking about that inner voice that's leading you and that, like how that magic, that intuition was leading us, you know, towards where we're supposed to be. Right. And it was saying that it's going to, you know, it's really pushing you out of like where mm-hmm. you are. So like, it'll make things harder and harder on you to try yeah. to like get you to go but for the people who are like then accept or not accept but settle in mm-hmm. like all of the crap that it's like bringing up in you and like making you feel the more you like settle into that and let that be your life and the more you ignore that voice it's saying okay you can ignore that voice at first it's going to be louder and try to get you to go mm-hmm. but once it gets to the point where like you're not going and you're like no I I am okay with being miserable. Eventually that voice will stop. And that voice and that voice like quieting is the saddest part. Right. And that like hit me so hard. It's like, oh, congrats. The voice stopped, you know? Um, But it's like, you, you don't want to get to that point. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. And that's something that I tell a lot of my clients too, is like, build that trust with your intuition by doing, Mm -hmm. doing what you're called to do yeah because like you said once once you ignore it for so long it stops Mm -hmm. and that I feel like that's where that numbness feeling comes from Mm -hmm. and that's one of the worst feelings ever to experience is like that Mm -hmm. numbness of like I'm not even listening to anything that's happening anymore Mm -hmm. like there's nothing being said to you you ever have those moments where you're just like it's just it's blank Mm -hmm. out of alignment 
Mm -hmm. That is what being out of alignment feels like. Just like those blank feelings, those Mm -hmm. blank thoughts, just nothing. It's very, yeah, it's very like empty. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's empty because that intuition is like, it's like you, it's like the you with a capital Y, you know, and to be ignoring it and pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it to the side to where it's not even really trying anymore. Like that was, that was you and your spark that you just kept putting down over and over again. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sad. Yeah. So what would you say to turn, to turn this around? Um, right. <laughs> I, I love how we had like the, the warning, this is, this was your warning story and also your encouragement. Like you can do it, you can do it. And mm-hmm. knowing that people like me and mother mystic, and I'm sure so many other people with this kind of story, they didn't know what they were getting into with the magic, you know, right. they, but they knew that they were being pushed out of something. Um, so I definitely want to leave you all on that note of like, hey, if you're still feeling that push, if you're mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, things suck and I just can't, no matter what I do, it just doesn't feel right to be here. And like, why do I feel that way? It should feel right to be here. And it's not. Right. That's good. It's good. You're feeling that way. That is right. the push you're being, you're being pushed into something so much better. It's really, it's good that you're feeling that. Um, right. And now the focus is like, okay how, how can I, how can I do it? You know, how can I walk myself out of this? And sometimes it's not even just leaving it as a whole. Sometimes you just need to tweak certain things. Like I know that it's not, um, like some people just can't leave everything to Mm -hmm. just start a whole new life. So sometimes it's just like tweaking certain things within Mm -hmm. your life and that can usher in a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of new magic and new energy for you. I love that. And that can really help with the paralysis of like the bigness of like, I have to leave everything. everything. And then like, you never do. Cause you're like, that's too big. Right. I love that. Like, how right. can you choose something to leave in whatever that right. leaving is? Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So something that, um, you know, speaking of life changes um after you made that big life change and now fast forwarding to I I've met you um you know we've been in this program together during that time you actually came out as a pro dom as a dominatrix so I I got to witness you from going uh from having that more like private in your life to owning it and stepping into it and just being that fully. And I saw you do that. And with all of that energy, I saw everything just really amplify for you. And you were even more of a magnet, uh, which I feel like authenticity usually, you know, makes us even more of a magnet. And I just feel like so many people, you know, including myself, have a hard time stepping into that authenticity because most of the times our authenticity is outside the box. Like I mentioned, I feel like the box is very small. So like odds are you're like outside that box um, in some way. So it can feel very controversial to be authentic. So I think it's easy to be like, oh, you know, be your authentic self. And there are ways you could totally do that. But then we kind of hit these points where we're like, well, this authentic self is, is actually like very controversial, you know, it's no longer just me being me. Um, So I would just love to hear your experience of going from 
keeping something um, more in your private life and not in the visible eyes, uh, keeping that controversial thing to then stepping into it? So the best thing that I did, I feel like is allowing myself to share this with my audience, Mm -hmm. but not allowing it to be my identity. It wasn't a complete shift in identity. It was just Mm -hmm. me showing that this is another part of who I am. This is another Mm -hmm. layer of who I am. That way, when I speak about empowerment and transformation, Mm -hmm. I feel like coming out as a pro-dom showed that like, you can still be, you can still have your whole identity and tap into this inner dom Mm -hmm. almost making it like its own um like an alter ego almost and I wanted to share with people that like we Mm -hmm. all have that inner alter ego that is super fierce Mm -hmm. and it's okay to let that out in whatever capacity you want to let it out in Mm -hmm. I knew it would be really controversial but I didn't know how overwhelmingly positive mm. um, the feedback was going to be. And I think that that's just a testament to when we allow ourselves to not only be authentic, but share it with the world, mm-hmm. you, I feel like the the universe honors when you are authentic. Yeah, the universe is going to honor the fact that you're sharing, you're doing it scared. Mm -hmm. And me doing that, I received so much support and so much love. And so I like I got a a bunch of new followers. And Mm -hmm. again, I think that it's just a testament to sometimes the most controversial thing is what is going to set you apart from everyone else. Yeah. And I was scared. I was definitely scared being that I'm seen as like a a healer or mm-hmm. I just knew that it was time to share that about myself because again, it allowed other people to see that you can be all of these things. Yeah. Like you can merge everything about yourself and still be still be still be seen as respected I think that's what Mm -hmm. my my thing was is like I still wanted to be respected for the work that I do Mm -hmm. it's almost like people respect me even more so Mm -hmm. now that I have shared that because one people know that it took courage and Mm -hmm. two it's like oh well now it all makes sense of why she's always talking about empowerment and alter egos and tapping into these different roles like Mm -hmm. I think it just brought it all together Mm -hmm. sharing that with people yeah I love that and I love how like it's so true how you talked about the the respect piece because I feel like something that a lot of us do um, as a protective mechanism is like keep certain parts of us, you know, held back or secret mm-hmm. in order to try to have an influence on the outside, you know, and how the outside perceives us like, oh, well, I'll mm-hmm. tuck this away so that, you know, I'm still respected or I'll tuck that away so that, you know, they still accept me. Um, so it's so powerful and freeing and so And so empowering, you know, for yourself to be like, hey, you know, I deserve to be respected, even, you know, if people know this or like get to or if I introduce this part. 
And I feel you, you really did that. Um, because when you came out as pro Dom, I really felt that piece, how you said that was a part of you, um, that you were showing that's like, Hey, you can have this empowerment piece and you can have this part two without using those words. I felt that the way that you did it, because if it was the full identity, then I feel like it would have been like, Oh, she's that. And that's great. But like, I'm not that I don't relate, right? you know? So to bring it out as like, here's another piece of me, you know, that I now am wanting to show and tell. And I'm like, Ooh, like this piece, like I could be like that too, you know, like I could bring out this piece. So I, I love that. I love that you said it that way mm-hmm. because I that's the thing is I didn't want to scare anyone away mm-hmm. and again it was like I'm not shifting my entire identity to just yeah. being a pro dom it's like mm-hmm. I'm just sharing that this is just another piece mm-hmm. and it's almost like an invitation for other people to show their other pieces or their yeah. other layers mm-hmm. and if I can share that I am a pro dom Mm -hmm. and have people um, celebrate that, I feel like there's no reason why anyone else should fear sharing anything about themselves. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if I can, if I can share this, um, then why not share any other thing that Mm -hmm. you may feel is controversial? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, it definitely inspired me um, in in different ways of being able to show those parts of me that I had kept so secret and figured were so controversial to be able to have those like conversations with um, people in my life, you know, people in my personal life. And it was from you directly. And I would remind myself of you. And I was like, if she can do that, you know, being a pro drum, then like I can have, you know, like this conversation with like my friends, you know, Um, it was so helpful. And I love um, even more now, I, I would love for everyone to consider that whole, um, that part right? Like that, that part that is who you are, that you feel maybe controversial and you're afraid of really showing that it's not you in this whole identity. And it's like, oh, now you're someone else that you didn't show us before. It's like, no, I'm showing you this, this part that I have that Mm -hmm. I, you know, that I was holding back before. And like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm sharing with you all. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. I think that a lot of us get hung up on attaching ourselves to titles or not wanting to attach ourselves to titles because we think that we have to take on that whole identity. And Mm -hmm. that's not the case. Like you can still be who you are Mm -hmm. and who you have been showing up as Mm -hmm. with a little added flair is what I like to think. It's just a little added flair and makes Mm -hmm. people feel closer to you. Yes. you can only hide certain parts of yourself for so long before mm-hmm. you start to feel stifled. Yeah, I know. Like I had to share that at that time because I, I was starting to get bored within my business. Mm-hmm. It was like, I've already shared all of this. Yeah. And there was like so much magic happening behind the scenes where uh-huh. I'm like, you know, BDSM has taught me, BDSM brought me closer to mm. spirituality. Like yeah. it's allowed me to experience things in spirituality that I don't think I've ever would have experienced mm. had I not 
started um, learning about and practicing BDSM. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I got to a point where it just didn't make sense to keep it away from my audience anymore. Because how was I only going to share what I had been sharing? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I, I felt the need to just embrace all parts of my life versus just what looks good on Mm -hmm. paper yeah you you are you for a reason you know and you have all those parts of you for a reason and I feel like it gets to a point where hiding them or hiding certain ones starts to become a disservice right to people because you are that for a reason and you have that for a reason so there, there is service in being that. So you holding that back ends up, you know, not being able to truly give or embody, you know, like who you were, you know, supposed to embody. Mm -hmm. Or even connect with the people that are looking for something kind of like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you don't share certain things, there are people, I always tell people just like in BDSM and the kink, sphere is like there's someone that is looking for exactly what you Mm -hmm. have yeah no matter how weird it is no matter how off the wall Mm -hmm. someone is thinking like that Mm -hmm. and chances are they're looking for someone to share that with so Mm -hmm. if you aren't sharing that like you said it's a disservice to yourself and Mm -hmm. to the people that need to experience that magic as well Yeah, for sure. And like, there's so much, I think we get really caught up in the fear, which makes sense, but there is so much good that comes out of it for us and others. And, you know, with the idea of showing this part of us rather than like saying that this is, you know, my whole identity now, it also is really helpful in that if hypothetically you are being, you know, or you're afraid of like judgment or disrespect from that part when it's your whole identity and it's you now, now like you are judged, you know, like all of you, you are disrespected. And that's a lot. Like no wonder there's so much fear there. That is a lot to take on, to have that be so you and who you are. But when you're showing this part, like the thought of like, okay, someone may not respect this part or someone may judge this part. That's like, oh, you know, I can breathe differently, Right. (laughs) you know, saying it that way. (laughs) That is such a good point. I love the way that you said that. I don't think I thought about it that way back then Mm -hmm. of like, um, this isn't like, I don't think it was a conscious decision of saying like, I am not going to allow this to be my identity. Mm -hmm. But like you said, that that's perfect to think about it in that way um where it's not someone can judge parts of you mm-hmm. and it feels okay mm-hmm. but if you had someone judging your entire identity that would feel a little bit more harsh or not yeah. even a little bit that would feel way more harsh than mm-hmm. just someone saying I don't agree with her being a pro dom, but I love the work she does yeah versus if I was like I'm a pro dom and this is my mission and da 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 people would have been like, yeah, I don't know if I can, that that's a complete shift yeah. from what we know you as. Mm-hmm. So I love the way that you put that. And I'll probably take that moving forward with mm-hmm. whatever I share, like being more conscious that this is just a part of me. So if someone mm-hmm. judges this part of me, that's okay. Yeah. Because it's not 
who the, my, you know, the totality of who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I am like, I'm so big on parts work, like so much of what I do in like one-on-one work and coaching and then in programs, like a lot of it comes from parts work. And I feel like it's so, it's so huge. It's such, it's such like a powerful way to experience yourself, you know, and like move, move forward working with yourself. Um, Yeah. Big, big fan of parts work. (laughs) It makes sense. It makes sense for that to be like your work because the way that you explain it and the way that you articulate it is like, Mm -hmm right on the money. It's perfect. Thank it's you. Perfect. You're welcome. Yeah. I hope it's a good takeaway from people too. I, I like, I, I love all, um, you know, the, the points and the, the tidbits, all the nuggets, uh, really mm-hmm. that, um, this conversation has held so far. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so with this now, I feel like we've almost, uh, you know, gone from your big, change and you're stepping out into your magic that brave step uh coming more into the present now with you more recently coming out as pro dom so I would love to know what is next for you are you diving more are you diving into more of that part um what what are what are you up to what are your plans (laughs) so I'm definitely going to be sharing more about my work as a pro dom and how it has changed my life in my in the spiritual realm as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to start sharing more about like what it means to dominate the day is mm-hmm. something that I've been saying or making the day your B I T C H. Um, <laughs> this is an explicit. So, I put the little e. <laughs> okay, cool. So making the day your bitch and dominating your days. Um, I definitely want to get into that because I think that people have a certain idea of what a dominatrix is Mm -hmm. and there are so many different ways that you can be your own dom or Mm -hmm. dom the day and I can't wait to share with people especially women or femme identifying people Mm -hmm. like how you can be dominant without Mm -hmm. being domineering how you can be how you can show up as dominant or assertive without Mm -hmm. being seen as a bitch Mm -hmm. um and really just like how you can take control of your life Mm -hmm. by doing that so I'm super excited to share more about that I love it it's so you too like even one of the first things that I said that I noticed about you that I asked you about was like the energies of like that, that powerful, you know, like dark energy with the softness and the nurturing. Um, yeah. I, I love it. I, I'm so excited. I know that you're going to inspire me so much Aww. with, with everything that you're, yeah, everything that you're putting out. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I hope that I inspire everyone or anyone who's like trying to tap in um to just not be afraid of being in control Mm. sometimes when we think of the word control it sounds like oh I don't want to be I don't want to control everything yeah it's like picking the parts that you do want to control and truly controlling it yeah Um, or shifting the energy as a pro dom I've noticed that like 
I get to be in control of the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. And at any given moment that the energy is shifted, I can shift it back to what I want it to be. I love that. I use that in my everyday life now. Um, And that's something else I want to start sharing with people Mm -hmm. more is like how I've used aspects of BDSM or aspects Mm -hmm. from being a pro dom in my everyday life because it's it's not that hard. I Mm -hmm. think that people may think that um, you have to shift your whole identity to to tap into certain energies you don't. Yeah. That's something I want to start sharing a lot. I love that. Yeah, you are the the catalyst to help them tap into that. You know, they have that there in some capacity or maybe it's been dormant a while and you're like, I know how to get you tapped into that. Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So how can everyone find you? What what are you um you know what platforms are you on? What do you what do you want people to to go um journey down the mother mystic rabbit hole? Because I'm sure everyone wants to (laughs) go down that rabbit hole now. (laughs) So I'm most active on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's mother M-U-T-H-A dot mystic. Um and then just scroll my page, go Mm -hmm. to the highlights where it says sensual and learn about the power of scent and fragrance. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon you'll see a lot more about me being a pro dom. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on threads now. Mm -hmm. Gotta shout that out. (laughs) And um, my website is www.mothermystic.com. And there you can learn about purpose potions and all of my other potions and scents and bundles. And yeah, I hope to um, get to connect with a lot more people through this episode. So we'll see. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually have my purpose potion. So purpose potion is the one that I was mentioning where it's like your custom scent. So you have the reading with it. It's like, this is what I was saying. It just has formed to me and gives me whatever I need and is so has been so like dynamic and transformative um it actually with the reading and with using this it sparked my free bird program so that free bird program was from my reading with mother mystic for the purpose potion and she kept giving analogies about birds (laughs) and being a free bird and to me that was very normal because if you know me I am like the weird bird lady I like love birds and I was like, oh my God, this guy loves birds. And she goes, I like never have analogies about birds. Ever. Like, I is- <laughs> don't think about birds. Like I. <laughs> it's like all I think about is birds. And mother's like, I don't think about birds. And she's like, this is literally for you. And like through the reading and through like the power of the purpose potion, it was like, I need, I need free bird. Like I need to create free bird for people and like specifically hold this space. So there is like mother mystic magic in my free bird program, which I freaking love. Um, so I'll, I'll put that down below too. Um, yeah, I definitely check that, that out. I absolutely love that. And that's another thing about the purpose potions is like, I'm making this with my magic so that it can intertwine with your magic. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just my magic going into it. It's like, I'm making this so that it can amplifies your magic. Yes. And I love how you have taken it and mm-hmm. just like expanded way beyond what mm-hmm. I thought 
the the reading or service mm-hmm. that I did for you was going to be like it mm-hmm. was it's turned into something so much bigger than just a reading yeah it's amazing I I freaking love your magic and I love co-creating with you it it is just I don't know it's just literally out of this world <laughs> truly I love it mm-hmm. I love it <laughs> Well, it's been so amazing having you. I hope everyone, I mean, I know everyone is enjoying this episode. I, how could you not? It's, it's so powerful. <laughs> um, I hope it gave you all the empowerment and transformation. Those are our words. Uh, I hope that you can see where you can bring two things that seem opposite and find a way for them to be together and to work with them both because that's where the magic happens. Yes. And yeah, with that, I'll I'll just be saying goodbye. Is there anything that you wanted to close out saying? Just goodbye. And I hope to connect with more of you. Awesome. Well, everyone have a sunny day and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunny Days podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and catch more of my free content by following me at Alex the Good Witch on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, and tag me on Instagram. I appreciate your time here with me today. Peace and love to you all, and I will see you in the next episode.